0: Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. At what point do you draw that line between abuse and torture? Hello everybody and welcome to True Crime Connections. I'm Tiffany, your host, and today I'm here with Christoph Morrow, who is here to share his story. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. You're very kind, actually, Tiffany. Thank you.
0: Oh, of course. Where does (laughs) your journey begin?
1: I was born in Houston. I was raised uh, outside about an hour southwest and I don't have many memories from childhood, actually. The ones that I do have are just not really fun. <laughs> um, and so I grew up on a farm a little bit for the first uh, half of my childhood. And then after that, I moved to like a lower middle class uh, neighborhood, actually. And my dad is a me- was a mechanic and my aunt owns the business that he is a mechanic at. Anyway, uh, that so that started to, we actually went from like total poverty. Like my house, my the house that I grew up in. Is actually was condemned like a decade later, not not far enough from my childhood to make me feel very comfortable. Oh. Anyway, so like it just doesn't like I think there's photos from like 2007. It's already gone, and I'm like, anyway. So you're like, um, wait, I lived yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, I don't know. It was supposed to be a historical landmark. I think I remember there being a plaque or something. Is that old? Is not a good place uh, for me. I, um, it was it's pretty awful it felt i mean the only way that i can describe it the funny thing is that people just when they describe torture it's like they only envision that the the incidences have to happen like within like back to back the person has to be bound or something but what is like if time is relative truly what is a day to a child if it's like only hours between beatings right if it's like if it's like 12 hours later like you know, you can't say it's only once a day. It's like, no, it's not. It's like once every twelve hours. You know what I mean? So it's and what else would you describe that as? If you if you had to live a life like that, what would you describe it as? Would you say they're separated or would it just be this large mass of terror? It's that's what it is. No. Your whole life becomes terror. <laughs>
0: I abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter how many times a day, if it was even once a day, abuse is abuse. Yeah. That's what I, mean.
1: no, I would say that I think I would define it as torture. That's what I'm saying. That's what it's. I think right. it's a form of torture. I consider it a form of torture. If it's ongoing and it doesn't stop, it's torture. It's it because especially when it's, when it's violent and physically it's like, especially to a child. I mean, there's really no mental defense. There's no way to repudiate it. You have no evidence of worth when you're a child you don't understand the concept of intrinsic value
0: oh for sure and most of the time you're wondering what did i do wrong what did i do to deserve this you don't understand
1: yeah, yeah. and so i i really have a difficult time uh reconciling the notion that uh we just call it abuse when especially if it happens if it's happening every day then that's not that's that transcends abuse
0: it's, I completely agree. Were you the yeah. only child?
1: No, I was actually the. I was actually one of four, mm. uh, but I was I got the worst out of everybody, like by a Texas mile. It's quite a bit. Were you the mm. oldest? No, I was the third actually, but I was the old. I was the oldest boy though. So gotcha. Yeah.
0: So is this for no. mom, dad, both?
1: Dad. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So sometimes both, but it was it was mostly my dad. Like yeah, probably about ninety percent of it. I would say.
0: Yeah. Did yeah, he have was, like a drinking uh, problem or anything yes like that? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I I don't know if he still did. Last time I saw him, he did. Uh, he he's a uh, uh, just uh, aggressively incurious. You know what I mean? Right. It was it was is so irritating to be around someone who is so obstinate um, and also violent. That, I mean, he called me, as he actually called me a, a stupid piece of shit. Like, that's what he, he's actually, uh, like, the last time I talked to him, he told me that, like, he called me that over the phone, because I was asking for his help to get my car across the border into Canada. Um, I ended up having to sell the car to pay for the storage fees, because I had to leave it there for so long. I've tried to have something of, like, a serious conversation with him about the, everything that happened, and, um in some weird way, reconcile, but, uh, he did not want to do that. And he didn't want to accept responsibility, which I thought was cowardly.
0: We see that a lot. Either they deny that it ever happened. Like it, you made it up or mm-hmm. they just come up with other
1: excuses. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. C- C- yeah. And it manifested it, it actually partly responsible for the reason I had Tourette's. Uh, because Tourette's can be induced. It's like if there's already a thin veil between you and this condition, abuse can erode that defense, that bulwark. You start having, like, I have OCD. and uh, I, I punish myself so much. Like, my, my Tourette's makes me hit myself in the mouth and face so much. I'm actually talking to people to get a mask, to, like a hard mask like that I can wear half my face. Because I don't hit my eyes when I'm wearing my glasses. And I think that has to do with the fact that um, growing up, because we were really poor, I had to wear glasses growing up. I don't. I don't now. I have actually LASIK, so I have twenty twenty vision. But I still have to wear these because I'll, otherwise I'll, I'll poke myself in the eye. Like I'll literally, it's a, because of t- Tourette's And I do. I hit myself in the throat all the time like that. But I do it really, really hard. And I busted both my lips in the last week. Um, I give myself black eyes. And so I'm, I'm trying to get like a thing to cover my face. And the, the re, partly this was induced. I mean, these, the, uh, it's a per, it's a perfect synthesis of catastrophe, like catastrophic versions of all of these conditions, synthesizing to create a perfect storm of like what Tourette syndrome is. So it's all of these different comorbidities uh, with um, like anxiety, depression, OCD, and um, ADHD. Uh, all of these really. Uh, exacerbate one another for me and the Tourette's it's one of those like it's a positive feedback loop
0: (laughs) i think the more we do research we notice that more of these disturbances behaviors mental illnesses all that do stem from that even bipolar like there's reasons Mm -hmm. why people develop these things and i think Mm -hmm. they're coping mechanisms Mm mm-hmm that yep. we pick
1: up, yeah, it's. I mean, they're 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 uh, generated out of despair, and that's what makes them so potent uh, and so difficult to remove. Is that it is the uh, the rickety defense that we built out of steel. It's it's not very well constructed because we're children when we make them but these are walls of steel that we were working with and we made it as haphazardly as we did. And it's a dilapidated structure, but it's not going anywhere, <laughs> you know? But, and so, and so like, it's, it's something that you really have to be, it's a very deliberate deconstruction. Do you like.
0: remember what age your Tourette's came on?
1: Yeah, I was 19. Wow. Yeah. Which is outside of the, what the criteria for the DSM-5 says. Um. Have you like eight. sought
0: out therapy and stuff to work mm-hmm. through all of your past and all that to try mm-hmm. to maybe put your your body at ease?
1: That's the thing. Um I I have I do I've had to do a lot of therapy and you know though that that a lot of my self-worth uh has so far been self-generated. If you can imagine I'm I'm like a a much more maybe not much more, but a a little bit more socially self-aware person than Andy Bernard from the office. You know, his character, how he was raised by his dad and his face. Like, I don't care that you're some manager at a rinky dink paper supply company. I don't, he was like, when are you going to stop seeking my approval? I am Andy Bernard, basically just a tiny bit more self aware. (laughs) And less, you know, less capricious and I think more conscientious of my people. Every Monday, join us at It's an Inside Job, your essential podcast for resilience and well-being. Dive deep into the art and science of transforming life's challenges into stepping stones. Learn from personal narratives and expert insights, building your inner strengths from the ground up. Discover that mastering well being and navigating life's hurdles is indeed an inside job. So tune in, grow, transform. Together, let's make every Monday a milestone in our journey of empowerment. So, subscribe to It's an Inside Job, where your path to resilience begins.
0: So sorry that your father called you that, but you know you are not a dumbass, right? Like you know.
1: No, that's no, no. I, <laughs> this is the irony. He's just, um, I, he. Oh man, is I'm not. I'm not very much like my parents. Do you have a um, relationship well, with your mother? No, I don't. I don't talk to any, either. Either. I've I've discovered also there's a that kind of a aban- there's abandonment. The traditional abandonment where the parent leaves, and then there's the abandonment that that is we derive from a parent that's supposed to protect us and they don't. No, and, I um, see
0: that a mm. lot. Yeah, the mm. mom looks the other way, and yep. that's just as bad as the person mm-hmm. who's doing it.
1: And if you think that you're ever uh, going to be able to like dismiss that prejudice. Without their apology, without a without sincere contrition, uh, from the person who neglected to save you from that, you're kidding yourself. You're just that relationship is going to always have that infection until something gives. So you're gonna address it now because it's like one of those things you can decide <laughs> to live your whole life worrying about, or you can just say, "Yo, are you gonna? <laughs> no, okay."
0: Well, yeah. I mean, especially your mom is supposed to be the one to protect. Unfortunately, sometimes that parent is also being abused and they're scared to do anything. But you said yeah. she kind of partakes, So that kind of kind of knocks her out of that one.
1: <laughs> well, she's she too is a coward in her own way. That's like and that's the problem. Yeah. And so uh, the, it's actually funny. The thing that I actually ended our relationship ultimately was the fact that i sent her my book and um she never read it and she doesn't have a job she would just sit all day and watch movies the same movies over and over again the same kevin james movies which are fine i actually cried during that one where he does the ufc fighting and he somehow gets in a relationship with salma hayek i I did I, i admittedly i did anyway yeah, so I sent her my it's okay book. To cry. Uh, I know, I know. I was just saying. No, I'm just <laughs> saying that people think it's a Kevin James movie that it's not going to have substance. Well, that's just rude. <laughs> Kevin James is probably a very lovely guy, and that's why I think the same thing about Adam Sandler. People don't like Adam Sandler either for some reason. They think he's stupid, but that guy is. He is very funny. He's brilliant. I, he's brilliant. He truly is very funny. Um, and he's just he just doesn't care. He's <laughs> he's gonna make what he wants, and I love that. Um, but this, yeah, so I sent her my book. She never she never read it. And then she like there was a whole thing we tried to pretend that she didn't that I had told her when she wasn't able to understand or comprehend what I, I was saying and then that's whole it was a whole bunch of excuses anyway and then I was like mm, that's my work is the most important thing in my entire life there's nothing I consider more I do I give more consideration to I I, I love my work and I and I treasure it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you are uh, a distinguished author. You've written three books.
1: <laughs> I've
0: written, yeah. So I've
1: written, this is it was supposed to be volumes, or, or it was supposed to be two volumes, right? Two different books. I was going to give away Volume 1 because I didn't want to feel like I was selling anything, and I didn't want people to think I was selling them something. So I wanted to give away the first 11 chapters, which is like 150,000 words. So Hobbit's 95,000 words, if you guys just need a comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and Volume 2, they could buy. And I considered my work. I was trying to make it a cultural contribution, so in that sense, I price I price it like the government would, where like I don't make a profit. <laughs> so like then it's full, so for no, but only on the hardcover. So like I for the for the paperback and for the, the digital version, I, I sell for as low as possible because I want to be I want as many people to have it as possible. But the hardcover is the way you would, the people support me and they buy that cuz it's like $39 and I make like 13 bucks
0: on each one so yeah, the book is called The Second Son and I saw that there was a volume 1 and then there's another one that has volume 1 and 2 and then you also wrote Liam earns a friend.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I wrote a, yeah, I wrote a kids book um uh, for a, a, m- my last landlord uh we lived in like a mother-in-law situation house. You know? and um, on their land it was really they were very lovely people, and they had a grandson, and I I wrote him a kids book, and uh, my my now ex we she was doing the uh, she did the art and some of the stuff, and um, and uh, then we came together and put the book together. I gave it as a gift, and then I showed it to a few people just because I thought it was cute, and they said you should publish this. And I was like, All right, so I published it, and it's it's um it's about a boy. Uh, that finds a dinosaur egg in a frozen lake. And then from the dinosaur egg, a dinosaur is born. And the mother finds out that one of her eggs survived because all the other ones did not make it. So this is the only one that survived, and it's a runt. So she says, you can't play together anymore because I need to protect the baby. Because the baby's like... So in order to earn that friendship... He makes them gifts of sweaters and some other stuff to show that, like, show his affection for them is sincere, and he knits it himself and all that stuff. And then he takes it to them. And then the mother is like, she trusts him because that for that for that reason. And so they, uh, he it ends with saying like, uh, even though something about they they all got to play, the best part of it was he made two friends that day, or something, um, mm, uh, something like that. Um but that yeah. It's
0: uh, beautiful. I love that. It's it's a happy no. story.
1: Yeah, but it's also I mean it's it, it, it I think it imparts a something that often uh we really fail to to describe in terms that children understand death, it's hard to measure what impact it's going to have because you really just don't always understand conceptually how they see things. Um Sometimes right. they, they're very literal about, and other things that they they just think they're not they're they're not, and they and they apply like three layers of logic to get to get to this like weird opinion where they're like the mountains, oh they're they come from mud. And they're, uh, sorry, I, don't, I don't know, it's really <laughs> ridiculous. They're peanut butter. It's peanut butter. I don't know. The reason why?
0: Obviously, being a survivor of child abuse for many, okay. it ends up replaying when you get older into your relationships.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's so many factors that contribute to that insecurity though. It's hard to, it's hard to say that it's, if anything, it's the first trench that ends up becoming eroded into a, a wide river of insecurity. You know, that, that it, I think it breaks ground for that sort of thing, which I think is an important, uh, well, not important, but uh, salient point.
0: Absolutely. I, I was a product of generational abuse and oh, so wow. you get that and then it, it's kind of embedded in your brain and then I sought out friends and relationships that did the same thing so it's patterns
1: <laughs> yeah and the thing is that, like, it like it's it's funny because uh, on top of having like Tourette's like the way that Tourette's manifest is like emotional dysregulation honestly in the same way that I cannot I can't stop myself from doing certain things I'm like saying things and moving, my emotions are at also it's total anarchy often and so I have to contend with like really intense emotions like I sometimes will just like I'll be reading something and I'll just start crying about like something that's really in something that's really beautiful or something that but it's just like but I'm it's really intense. And it just happens out of nowhere often. And so I realized that I was having these extremes in every way. Like I have extreme highs where I have have so much self-confidence. I'm like, I'm going to be one of the greatest, the greatest. I'm like, Ali, you know, I'm just the greatest, the greatest. (laughs) And then like to the point where like, I'm, I'm like, uh, Van Gogh where I'm like, believe like I'm worthless and, and nobody's going to buy my stuff and no one's going to care. And. So many I mean so many insecurities, um and so you experience them in all directions, and I think that people like to experience that super high, but it's there's something that I learned recently about the dopamine and all that, and the stuff that makes you happy um is derived often from stimulation, and so uh reducing stimulus like during the day as much as you can is like paramount because it's like anything else with alcoholism with any other drug. You take enough of it and do it long enough and your tolerance grows. Dopamine receptors are the same way. So if you're like constantly stimulating yourself, yeah, you're getting the dopamine, but it's just, it's like, it's, not it's, it's yeah, it's hitting a, it's hitting like a toll booth <laughs> and it's just a stubborn toll booth operator. I don't know. No.
0: Obviously, we all go through ups and downs in life. You know, everyone has yeah. their their moments of insecurity, and oh yeah, it's healthy. But, to have those, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to put yourself in your own p- in in place. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, modesty is important to um to try um to attempt.
0: Yes. Anyway,
1: uh, do you have a
0: relationship with your siblings?
1: I have a brother, and uh, he and I. Uh, he's very lovely and very helpful for me. And uh, but my sisters, I don't really talk to my sister, my second to the oldest sister. She the one just above me. She's very lovely and has a. Uh, but I, I, I haven't I haven't really talked to my oldest sister very much. Uh, just cause she's technically she's my half sister, but no, gotcha. But I've never considered her a half sister since right. I, she was like you no. Know, she was always there, so it was like sister.
0: It's starting to have somebody in your corner. You you need somebody.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. I, so I have my brother, and and um, that's the, and honestly he's he's been more than enough. Honestly, uh, I but I have plenty of friends I've made now through my work. So many, actually, it's really extraordinary. Like the other, like recently, the reason why I have all of this soundproofing stuff because I have Tourette's and I yell. I don't want to like disturb other people, so I have like soundproofing stuff in this room. And I have that because they, people that like my work, have bought it for me and sent it to me. And then, like, they sent me with a bunch of groceries and and stuff. Like a bunch. In fact, here's this is actually, I have these. These are all the Amazon tickets of packages I've gotten in the Holy last month lie. or so. This is all different. It, there's like fifty in here. Um, yeah, these are all different packages. Every single one of these is one. <laughs> And they're and they just they they um because I needed it I said that a catamaran um because I'm a, I have Tourette's I'm on uh I'm disabled right because I can't I'm a huge liability anyway for a lot of reasons uh, to myself even uh there was like it's it's hard like to live on that sometimes and I was talking about that and they sent me they sent me, they they sent me a lot of help an extraordinary amount of help so I can do like very important things and and it really i buy my medication for example like you know it's that i'm it was that dire right so they were very medications
0: good well good thing you Mm. live in canada your health care (laughs) is free
1: yeah it's it's pretty catamaran it's pretty amazing i it's yeah i'm very lucky for that reason canada has been a great place for me anyway british columbia especially they have so many free, so many free therapy, uh, things, and, and you know, uh, I'm the kind of person that actually is, struggles a lot with chronic, uh, suicidal ideation, and, and so, uh, you know, sometimes I am calling the crisis line like twice a day, you know, because I really, I'm that in distraught, and that's something that I talk about too, like on like social media, because there's a couple of things that are really important to me. That's and that's too to unmake the, the notion that art is made by uh, the disturbed, it's not because we're disturbed, it's because we're healthy. The creative part, the component, that component, yeah, it wounds, I, I think, our ability to process reality in a way that's healthy or that's sustainable emotionally because I experience it so intensely. Like, even when I'm writing, like, I was I had to write, I I'm, I'm, I was writing earlier today and I was writing a really sad scene and I'm just like, they're crying because <laughs> I know like, cause I know it's like the, it's a whole thing. Um, and, um, yeah. Uh, anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, you're fine. <laughs> if people wanted to follow you on social media, what which ones are you on? There's only like a million of them now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on, right. I'm on TikTok and like that's where all, most of my stuff is and Instagram really. I don't really do any of the other ones, but I think the stuff that I post to Instagram is also posted to, what's it called? Into Facebook. TikTok? Maybe, I don't know. Oh, no, Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Yeah, so maybe. Um, mm, mm. But Yeah.
0: I just actually realized that if you link your Instagram and TikTok together like that, I don't think that was a thing before. Because that's like mostly what I used to TikTok and Instagram, Facebook, meh, here and there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twitter I could care less. I'm still calling it Twitter. I ain't calling this shit X. Like, come on. What is the deal? <laughs> what? Yeah. And threads? Nope. I don't need any more. I'm good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just, I think that everybody's trying to like, you know, snip away at their interactions with, with very emotionally charged strangers. Yeah. You know, people that are looking to, you know, disrupt someone's day doesn't necessarily be trolling. It's a kind of trolling though.
0: I like to use it for encouragement and empowerment. I post a lot of motivational things. For, you know, when people are having a bad day, things that help you realize that you are important, that you are worth it, that you are smart. Try to lift people up instead of the people who are always trying to bring everybody down. We have enough negativity in this world.
1: Honestly, I think a lot of people are reflecting on how they respond to events. It seems like a lot of people are trying to see more nuance in things. Um, but there's always going to be, like, a very reactionary, a kind of a big planet with a lot of gravity, you know, that is capable of generating, like, a very biased understanding of what's happening.
0: Hurt people like to hurt people. So if they are going through something, some people want to bring other people down with them. And ain't nobody got no, no time for that.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah. And you know what's funny is that it's not... It's we're talking like this, but like these. Honestly, most of the time, these people don't even aren't even aware that that's what they're doing. They have no idea that they're they're doing that thing because of that reason. And that's why I'm trying to have more compassion towards people, even when they're making the mistake, unless it's like to the point of maliciousness. Like you can't you can't negotiate with that. You know that's not working in good faith. But the people that are very reactionary, those people are not, those people are kind of like me, because I have Tourette's, like, Tourette's is hard, like, so I react to something, sometimes I react, like, really, like, it's, it's really intense for me, like, emotionally, you know what I mean? So, like, whatever I'm thinking, whether sad, angry, happy, whatever, it doesn't matter, um, so it could be really intense for me, so, like, I would want that consideration for the reason that I operate otherwise in good faith, you know, and it's, uh, we, we consider, it's so funny that we consider like everything that we do in life, a sort of moral affirmation. Like we are doing this thing because we're moral, but I, I don't like to apply. I don't think it's healthy to apply a moral judgment to symptoms. And so whenever people are, uh, like you said, hurt people, hurt people. If those people are true and they're, and they want to like be better, I think that we should welcome that especially for people that it's, I mean, it's conditional, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't have those symptoms if you didn't have the condition, right? Does that make sense? Like you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have Tourette's if I didn't have Tourette's. Like if I, I have Tourette's though, like it's, it's real. (laughs) Like, and so I have all of the symptoms of Tourette's and if I didn't have all of them, then I wouldn't have Tourette's, but I do. So that means all my symptoms are real. I think there needs to be a kind of, uh, a sort of reckoning in that sense and th- and that's what's happening i think is that a lot of people are reconsidering the fact that people try to grow like i re- I think imagine if jk J. rowling said i believe that trans women are women i think that everybody would just be really relieved <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i honestly don't think they would like give her any more crap about it like that because that she deserved you know frankly so but, you know, so you can't, because you can't hold prejudice. You shouldn't be able to hold prejudice. The whole world is trying to convince you that the prejudice is not good. So stop it. <laughs> right? It's not, we're not, we're not just, not nothing. Right? It's not just nothing. It's a serious thing. And that's why they're mad. So it's just like, okay, so, so she came out and said, all right, trans women are women. And I'm, you know, I, I believe that and I'm sorry. Everybody'd be like, oh my God. Okay, everybody get the posters back up. I- <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna find him. We're gonna go find them, and there's gonna be. Pu- it would be. She would be everywhere. Honestly, and that's what I'm saying is that we. I feel like we get tired of hate, and so we welcome, we welcome growth because I think it 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 offers with it a corollary of the of safety of some kind of notion of security and, and understanding
0: brings new beginnings who doesn't yeah. want a new beginning you know
1: I, yeah i don't think anybody would if they said they could wipe their and start over they would they would 100 percent.
0: absolutely emotions are strong 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 and sometimes people don't understand the power of their words and their actions no.
1: the people most people are very like they're just it's not that they're yeah it's not that they're malicious it truly is that they don't most people do not understand the effect they're having but when it's prolonged like i said this doesn't mean that you just forgive everyone all the time forever it means that you measure your compassion and you measure that forgiveness because you can't it, and and that you have to be very deliberate with it and not so reactionary with it right so when you consider like uh, when someone tries to text you to reconcile, you're gonna have an emotional response like, "Oh, I want to do this, say this, or I don't want to say that." Or you have to consider the nature of the message independent of your feelings. So you have to wait, just wait a little while, and then, yeah, you know, it's just important to be responsible with with that. So like, you, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't encourage you to keep trying if they're just going to keep hurting you. But I would say, honestly, if they do it more than three times. It's fuck fuck off. like It's over. Like, seriously, <laughs> I don't know. I have no interest anymore. Like, truly, you can't, you can't, you can't, especially if it's something really important to you. Like me, I had the book, right? That was like, and there's nothing more important to me than my work. I describe it. I love my work more than the sum of my love for all other things. You so, put
0: pride into it. You put yeah, your heart and soul
1: into that. Oh my gosh! Thousands of hours of work went went into writing this writing this book, and like it is so so much of it is I cried over a lot of it because it it was very important for me to get it right. There were a lot of nights that I spent like I crying myself to sleep, thinking no one would read it, and now like a lot of people have read. it. Actually, they say that some of the people that have reviewed it actually said it's one of the greatest adventures. They compared it to the greatest adventures of all time the odyssey lord of the rings and that's wow. very flattering yeah that's and uh i actually had a guy who's an aerospace engineer so the guy's a rocket scientist and he messages me and he said i just want you to know that your book is my second favorite book of all time now and i was like wow you know and as a kid that grew up in texas there's a the the southern you ain't no rocket scientist like that was a, an expression like so like <laughs> in my head a rocket scientist is the pinnacle of human brilliance so like he's a rocket scientist telling me my first he said my first favorite book is The Martian because it's a professional it's it's about going to Mars and and rocket science he said but yours is my second favorite and I was like well what was it, what was it before and he said The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and wow. I was like. Oh. Douglas Adams. Yeah. And so um, I, it, I've had it's uh, so many very outrageous and flattering things and, and messages and, and an, an immense amount of support from like a relatively small number of people. I only have five, about 5,000 followers, but they were able to help me get like hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. They gave me, I, they gave me $150 worth of gift cards to, to Tim Hortons so that I could go. Cause, cause I had, it's like the only thing that I have to like, cause I'm poor. They were like me they, I wanted, I would always go and get a coffee, but that's like all I could afford was like a $2 and 57 cent coffee every morning. And so when I didn't have even that amount of money, I had like 29 cents in my bank account. They were, they, they sent me like all that money. And then a bunch of food. Uh, I see all this. I have like three boxes of from this from <laughs> the,
0: because of, <laughs> my because cat sent, has that
1: fancy feast. <laughs> yeah, they sent me cat litter. They sent me cat two bo- two bags of cat food over there, two big cat food bags, and so much food. And um, and and it's it was it's it was incredible. And even before that, they did they sent me all the stuff I was saying earlier, the the soundproofing stuff, and um, that's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, so you are just, touching
0: people's lives. You need to realize <laughs> that and be so proud of yourself.
1: and you know it's funny that you say that you say that right now because it's really funny because i was thinking earlier that this whole the fact that i've been doing these interviews i realized that i feel the most good after i do these interviews and i realized this because like that andy bernard thing i was referring to earlier that (laughs) i finally get People to tell me about my work, and I talk about my work and my life, and it's like therapy. It's amazing. I swear to God, it's like it's like therapy. So every one of these, I'm like, I'm scheduling the hell out of these, everywhere. <laughs> like so, so, so I feel like I do my work otherwise, which so is so like I get to do this and socialize, sort of, sort of. um It's very self centered, socialized, nonetheless, and uh, talk about what I'm doing, and that, and it, and it's sort of, it's a positive, positive feedback loop.
0: Absolutely. And this is why I love doing this literally with every single guest I have on, I learn about myself. I learn about the world and it's educational and it is like therapy and why the hell not do it? You know, you need to know your worth. I can tell. And I've only known you for 43 minutes now. And I think you're fucking amazing. (laughs) Oh, wow. well,
1: I honestly, it's a really, it's very deliberate. Um, you know, because, because I have Tourette's like there it's, there's a lot of principle that like, I think that if anyone, if there was one word that like, that if I think that people, my friends would say is that I try really hard to, to be better every day. Like I really do. Like I make all my effort into being a better, nicer, more patient person. Cause I, I can be really impatient. Uh, and that's part of ADHD and Tourette's and all the other stuff. Um, and, all of these, uh, again, like synthesized to create like a problematic social life. I put all of my heart, like you said, into this, and and now I'm doing like volume three, and I'm just as careful, if even more so, than I was when I wrote this. And so much of I don't know. There's just so much of it that um, that describes what my experiences were. Like I have a passage about a little boy that I don't know where it is actually, but it, I know that it's in here, and he. It's it's about a little boy that realizes that he has people that love him, and and uh, he because he was he was basically abandoned, and so it's really quite lovely, but anyway, uh, there's but so much of the so much of the characters are, are meant to um, describe facets of who I am and and I think that uh, what we're capable of being, even with good intentions, I think the most important quality to my work. Uh, have you seen everything everywhere all at once? No Oh, okay. Well, it's an incredible uh, movie, but it it describes, um, it describes the, the notion to me that it, it, it imparts most that the character is the most important quality to a story. and it's it is true. It's true. There's nothing more. No one cares about what's happening. The only reason they care about what's happening around them, the characters is because of what's how it'll affect the character you know so like no one so there, the world could be there could be planets being destroyed who, who cares who cares if like there's no what? what's there <laughs> what's there is there something there no they're <laughs> not gonna just look at it and go oh darn unless you're an astronomer <laughs> and you're like you have you're like oh i love Cassiopeia. oh no <laughs> um, <laughs> you know
0: yeah the characters they're important
1: Oh, yeah. No, they're most important. Yeah, the most important thing. And I I, and so like whenever in my work, I have a character like they feel they're going to feel every single time like a real person, like truly rounded. I I, I even have a, a guy that's only in there. I wrote like four paragraphs about a guy who is who is about to die who's you don't you've never met him before and he's just and all it's it talks about how he was an he's part of the rebel group that's because in my book it's actually democracy overtaking fascism so the rebel the rebellion and the takeover the and the successful takeover is democracy winning and so like i instead of like fashion everybody worrying about fascism coming it's fascism dying and like how that would look you know if if, you know in, in a more positive sense like even but it's still very violent and very unjust in many ways often most of its value and capabilities are derived from greed of a few that are making that are sort of puppet to the making everything their puppet in that sense and uh so this character is a part of the rebel group and he the reason why he joined is he he didn't have anywhere to go. He couldn't make anything for himself. His parents had died, and he had no money. So he joins the theater because he he falls he falls in love with it, and then he he becomes uh, part of this rebel theater group that causes trouble and everything. And eventually, he has, he gets drafted into the rebel army, and then uh, because of all the chaos, he gets sent to this place where he dies. It describes them how he had in his pocket a play called "The Brittle Lord Piddle." And uh, and what character he played, and and then it says, and then he dies. He just dies. <laughs> but it's like there's a whole thing. It's very important to that everyone is. Everyone feels like they have substance because they, everyone does have humanity, even the people that you think are. I don't know. These people wouldn't do these antisocial things unless they had something wrong with them. You know.
0: Right. I mean, at least you'd hope so. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, some people are just born evil, but I think, yeah, usually, that's what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually it's something that triggers the evil, but you have the other mm-hmm. people who were born in lovely homes and they didn't have mm-hmm. any of this stuff and they're just plain evil.
1: Ted Bundy was like that. He grew up in, he said he grew up in a really lovely house. Like he had, he said he had nice parents, all that stuff. Yeah, you're right. It's, it, that's the thing. And that's where you have to, like, make the distinction, like, because they have to make the effort if they don't apologize and, like, show true contrition and make true efforts like to be better. And they're not, you know, it's somewhat consistent. It's got to be it's got to be consistent to some extent. Right. It Absolutely. really does. Like, it really does. Like, the, because otherwise you can't if, they, yeah, if they're doing it shamelessly. They, yeah. You just you have to drop them through a trap door.
0: <laughs> hit that hit that button <laughs> eject. <laughs> eject
1: yeah yeah catamaran
0: so where if somebody wants to buy the second sun where can they find mm-hmm. it i saw it on amazon i think goodreads or no it's called good threads
1: goodreads yeah goodreads is a <laughs> yeah goodreads is amazon owned kind of repository of all of the of all the books that have ever been on the thing and yeah it's on Amazon and um, it's on a bunch of places. If you look it up uh, on Amazon, it's going to be like probably the cheapest because that's where I that's where it's published or whatever. So.
0: Very good. Is there anything else that hmm. you wanted to add?
1: Oh, you know what? I did want to say the last thing that I always like to say at the end is uh, justice and redemption are folly, but to seek them is not.
0: I like that. Well, you keep taking care of yourself. You hear me? Know your words, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany. You're very kind.
0: No, you're amazing. And you need to know that. Screw all the haters. Haters well, going to hate, yeah. hate, hate. Just like Taylor Swift says.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah. So frankly, yeah. For her, too, I, I, I sympathize a little bit. You know, she's she did extraordinary work in, uh in getting uh, people 18 to 25 registered for vote. And she uh, in Tennessee, she brought up the voter registration rate 50 percent in that demographic, which is extraordinary statewide, extraordinary work. So she's uh, I, she's she's at least discerning.
0: I want to thank you so much for being here. This was a pleasure. I want to keep in touch.
1: I know. Yeah, that was really nice. Tiffany, you're great.
0: thank you. I think you're great too. (laughs) All right. And that is going to wrap up this episode. Seriously, you guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me. I think we can all agree that we probably have that one friend that really needs to hear this message. So make sure that you share it with them. If you want to get more of me, hey, Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. You can also find me on Instagram, TikTok. And I want to know, has one of my episodes made an impact on you in any way? Like, for real. I really want to know. So if so, go to my website, truecrimeconnections.com. Or you can email me, podcast at truecrimeconnections.com. I want to talk to you guys. Come talk to me. Let's do the damn thing. (laughs) keep finding hope and building strength until next time